Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by MasterCard. On today's episode, we preview the second domain test at the MCG and get in the holiday spirit. And here to do that is the off-spinning gift that keeps on giving, Nathan Lyon. Thanks, Sam. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Full disclosure, we're recording this the day after the first test in Perth. So we're still a week away. A bit, but Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, let's start off with your MasterCard moment of the first test. Uh, my MasterCard moment would have to... It's always going to go to a bowler in my eye, <laughs> so it's going to Mitchell Stark. Um, unfortunately, losing big Joshua Hazelwood uh, quite early in the in the in the fixture. Um, but for Mitch and Pat, especially those big two quicks, uh, to stand up the way they did and and perform the way the way they performed out in the middle. But Mitch Stark was absolutely incredible, taking nine wickets for the game uh, and really doing it in a classy way as well. So I thought Mitch is my Mastercard moment. Before we look at the MCG Boxing Day test, let's just quickly touch back on the Perth test. Uh, how do you sum up that win? What's the, the vibe of the group after a four hot days at Perth Stadium? Uh, we're pretty exhausted now, um, pretty tired, but uh, it, it was a pretty clinical win, to be honest. Um, I thought the boys, uh, the batting in the first inning were, were exceptional. Um, I thought uh, Marnus was, he, he's getting better each and every day. Um, his partnership with um, with Smithy there for for the minute uh, for the, in the middle there, but then um, with um, Paddy Cummins at the back end there is, and and Starkey as well, just making those little um, extras to get over up and over four hundred, which was pretty special. But then to come out and time time it perfectly in a day night game and have have the new ball under lights here here at the Optus Stadium was um, worked out well on day two. But uh, all in all, I thought it was a pretty clinical performance by all the boys, uh, especially losing Big Josh um, and playing with ten men basically. So yeah, it was it was a great performance. But understanding that New Zealand's the number number two team in the world and they'll bounce back hard and come Melbourne. You're a big part of that win, taking six for 111, eight wickets. The Perth test last year as well. Uh, so how are you going to rate your performance in the first test out of 10? Uh, Keeping in sure. mind that you gave Dave Warner like an 8 for his 335. Yeah, yeah I'm not not big on rating myself, to be honest. So uh, I'll leave that to everyone else's opinion out there. But uh, pretty happy with how the ball's coming out at the moment. Uh, it was a beautiful wicket to bowl on. I'll give you a 5. Oh, <laughs> That is stiff. Uh, team song, leader mm. of it. You've been singling people out. Who'd you get this time? Um, oh, Manus Skull O'Keefe. Skull, yeah, new nickname for Marnie. Um, it's it's going wild. So yeah, look alike, Kerry O'Keefe. So um, oh come on, he's uh, he's pretty happy about that one. So in I, what I, way does he look like Kerry O'Keefe? 
I'll leave it to everyone's imagination, but I'll leave it. He looks like, especially the way he smiles, you you just take note next time. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. That might be the only similarity. I guess they're both leg spinners. Both leg spinners. Um, so, yeah, no, obviously, and both good guys as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, pulled out Skull, but also um, pointed out, um, obviously, Davey Warner, 7,000 7, test runs, which is a big milestone, but... Um, in my eyes, Mitchell Stark, the man of the match. So um, it, he was a he was one guy who had a little bit of beard poured over his baggy green cap, which is always nice. But um, yeah, it was a nice song, a good way to start the series. That's for sure. Is the team aware of the milestones that are eclipsed or coming up in each game? Um, I'm trying to be aware of what's potentially around the corner. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things that i'm trying to pay more attention to i guess and trying to make those milestones more more important and more special for that individual but also for the team after each day you didn't do a whole lot on day one thankfully but uh, the last three days how did you recover after 40 degree heat um, yeah coming back here and just having a bit of uber eats um you're not an ice bath person uh no not really getting too old for that <laughs> stuff so uh, jumped in, I did jump in the spa though. They got a warm spa in the West Coast change rooms down 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 the bottom of so the stadium. Forty so. degree day, and you could jump in a hot spa. Oh, it was like a bath. It was nice. Oh, um, right. So I jumped in there, but um, yeah, just come back, have have some Uber Eats here, and make sure you get a good night's sleep and rock up and do it again tomorrow. Sleep's the key. It is. Okay. Uh, how is Josh Hayeswood? He's uh, out for a little while now. Definitely not in the Boxing Day Test match with that hamstring strain, but. How's his mood and how do you as a team and yourself individually console a bloke who's just been injured? Oh, Josh is pretty gutted to be honest. Um, it's pretty hard to see, especially when you one of your good mates um, walk off the field injured, injured very early on in a session and then you're not aware of how bad it is mm. or anything like that. So it's, it's yeah, it's not great. He's just um, taken a wicket too. He yeah, was bowling. He's, he was bowling beautifully as well. Yep. So... Um, yeah, he was pretty pretty gutted, but it's like any, anyone else. Um, we're just trying to get around him, make sure he's okay, and keep his spirits up. And to to Josh's credit, he he's always been about the team and um, making sure that everyone's doing it, doing okay. I know he packed up all the bowlers kits while we were out there slogging away, um, and so he, he just went went and did that off off his own back just to. Uh, so the boys can come in and hopefully after a win sit down and, and have a beer or have a drink and just relax and not worry about packing all the kits. So it was a very kind gesture of uh, big Joshy Hayeswood. What a guy. Yeah, cracking guy. Okay, uh, on to the Boxing Day test match. Uh, what do you love about playing in Melbourne on Boxing Day? Oh, I think the tradition and the history of the, the Boxing Day um, test match, it's, pretty, it's a pretty special moment walking out there um, in front of a... Hopefully a decent crowd there at the MCG and on on Boxing Day. It's one of the best times of the year um, over the Christmas period with all your family, friends and partners and it's pretty special to have everyone uh, hopefully down in Melbourne and uh, experiencing that moment with you. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, Fingers crossed it's going to be a big crowd. You've played in eight Boxing Day test matches and I'm sure you would have watched a lot growing up. What are some of your favourite Boxing Day memories uh, my favourite one would have to be actually playing in the 2012-13 Ashes. Um, <clears throat> I think it was about 90,000 people there on morning of day one, but 
and that was pretty special. But then you look back at the history of the Boxing Day test matches and you look at Shane Warne taking 700 test, test wickets, bowling Straussy. So there's some moments that stand out, but personally it would have to be that walking out in front of 90,000 people singing the national anthem morning of day one. Yeah, the way you're going, you might get a chance to get 700 there. I doubt that, Sam. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, so no, Hayeswood for Boxing Day, Australia needed another fast bowler in that team. Um You'd have to think that Justin Langer and the selectors could be in danger if they don't pick a Victorian in James Pattinson. I'm sure the MCG crowd will be going for their own man. Oh, yeah, no doubt the Victorian crowd are, are going for Pato. But uh, to be honest with you, both Pato and Michael Nisa, who is, who is part of the squad here as well, and they've both been training the absolute house down. They're both great guys. So whoever is selected out of those two, I'm sure they'll do a great job for Australian cricket. But it's exciting time, a potential debutant, but then obviously potentially one of the uh, Victorian homegrown heroes comes comes back into playing in front of his home crowd. So... There's um, some exciting times around the corner. Pato having missed the first three tests of the summer, geez, he must be itching. Uh, he is, and he's bowling quite fast in the nets as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's great to see. He put an absolute clinic on out here in the centre wicket um, at the Wacker a couple of days before, bowling to um, Steve Smith and, and Wadey and, and, and Skull as well. So it's pretty pretty special that uh, he's up and firing. Shows just the depth in the fast bowling stocks in particular that you've got a guy like James Pattinson who's not even in the team. And and, and Michael Nisa, yeah. both, both those guys, are, they've been absolutely exceptional for for their respective states. So it's been it's been great seeing them um, being around the group and seeing them grow and especially Michael Nisa. I'm a big fan of Ness. Um, I think he's been absolutely exceptional. He's a great guy and he wants to get better each and every day, which is exciting. Before the first test, we spoke about uh, the pitch and pitches in general. Um, any feedback, any word about how the MCG pitch is going to play? Uh, no feedback. No doubt the pagey, the curator there, is probably having a, had a few sleepless nights after the Shield game a couple of weeks ago. But um, I'm expecting a great wicket there. I'm expecting a good contest between bat and ball. Um, so it should be, should be good fun and hopefully... a good positive brand of cricket like we saw at Optus Stadium I thought the Optus Stadium wicket was absolutely fantastic um, and dealing with producing a wicket in extreme heat um, hats off to the curator I thought he did a fantastic job speaking of a sleepless night the stress on a curator must be immense <laughs> well I'm, I can only talk from my bosses and Damien Hoff at um, Adelaide Oval probably probably the best curator in the world he stresses a lot no, no tomorrow and he's got the best conditions and best facilities there to produce wickets and he never fails every wicket I've played on there it's been absolutely cracking so yeah and even he stresses so I can't imagine what everyone else is like around the world did you stress when you're doing the doing the pitches in Canberra those yeah, club games that's probably part of the reason why I lost my hair so early <laughs> uh just on Nisa and Pattinson they've been the 12th and 13th men in this summer so far um what does it say to the team that um, you've got those guys, they're doing the 1%? Are they, are they the unsung heroes of the national team? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. And, and I actually forgot, I actually pointed those guys out in the team song as well, especially uh, for Nice to come come and um, come on and have to field. And probably the first time he's actually really fielded in the in test match and he took a catch and he was pretty nervous about that. But, uh, yeah, those guys, the, the guys who miss out, they're always putting the 1% in, always looking after each and every one of them. Uh, of the players so 
it's pretty lucky that we've got a fantastic squad of guys um, everyone wanting to head in the right one direction and to hopefully be the number one team in the world um, it's, there's a few steps to, to, to be taken to get to that milestone but uh, it's a journey that we're on and hopefully that we can we keep riding the waves and keep improving and keep trying to get better each and every day then, then we'll hopefully get there being a 12th man is a funny one because you're so close to getting in the 11 but you just miss out and you don't want to be too good at it because then they'll keep picking you as 12th man right like Andy Bickle one of the great 12th men who's the, who's the best 12th man that uh, you've experienced um yeah, see, I, I, I disagree. I, I think it's so crucial to be the best 12th man because if you keep getting selected, you're still in the 12th, so you're still right that on the close cuffs, yeah. to, to be playing cricket for Australia. So, and to be honest, you're still at the ground, you're still watching it, you're still part of it, you're still in the chats, you're, you're still training, you're still part of the boys. So I think um, it's, it's a bloody important job being part of the squad and I think it's... It's exciting and the best is, I know I keep talking about him, but Ness is up there. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Stark, he, he's an absolute cracking 12th man where he's been around and um, even throughout the Ashes where Stark, he was <coughs> unfortunately wasn't, wasn't playing, but he wanted to be playing. But um, the way he handled himself and the way he got around each and every each and every one and made, made sure everyone was okay and if they needed anything, it was there. So, yeah, it's out of it's out of Ness and um, Starkey, actually. What goes into it? Is it the best person who can who can mix the best strings or fastest out to the middle? I imagine that would be important. Well, I think it's about game awareness and whether people understand if, if someone needs a pair of shoes or sunglasses or, or whatnot, just making sure that uh, the, the guys on the field aren't standing there waving for too long. It, it's a pretty hard job. you actually got to scan everyone in the field. So you got to, you'll end up watching the ball, but then you scan everyone in the field to see if they want anything. So... Yeah, you're actually pretty stuffed after after a day doing the 12th man so especially in extreme heat so yeah hats off to um, Ness and Pato and, and the, even the young kids that come down from the Wackers it can't be fun when Steve Smith's batting because he wants a new set of gloves every two overs yeah Smudge is a bit strange we all know that so it's it's about he's taking a mickey a bit sometimes isn't he yeah well it used to go on the clock so every 15 minutes but in, you're doing it every 6 to 12 balls um, here in the heat, so jeez, I've never changed my gloves in my career. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> but, but anyway, he's got the same pair still. Um, new pair, uh, yeah, a new pair. But yeah, they don't get sweaty. Right, uh, the black caps down one nil. Expecting them to come back, bounce back fiercely. Oh, definitely. Um, I think they're the, obviously the number two team in the world. I think they're world class outfit and. Um, I think the likes of Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor and, and Nichols and Latham, and, and especially in their batting lineup, I think, and then you've got BJ Watlin as well. I think those guys are, are absolutely world-class players and I think they're going to absolutely bounce back and have different plans for, for us bowlers, I guess. But um, you look at their bowling attack as well, I think Trent Bolt's going to be in the mix to come back and you've also got Henry there as well. So there's, they've got world-class players all, all over the park. Um, but... We're going to have to get to uh, Melbourne, make sure that we, we prepare well uh, and expect New Zealand to come back quite hard. Ross Taylor, 80 in the first innings, and you dismissed him uh, cracking over bowling to Ross Taylor. Let's just get you to talk us through it, Nath. Um, we'll go ball by ball. It was a wicket maiden in the end. Um, 
how do you set up? Can you remember this at the, at the moment? The score six for 147, 45 overs in, staring a big deficit, but Ross Taylor's playing really well. What's your mindset going into that over with Taylor on strike on 80? Uh, my mindset was actually trying to get a couple of dots on him early in the over. I felt if um, bowling to Ross, he actually wanted to come quite hard at me and he didn't really want to trust his defence on on that wicket with the amount of bounce and and the little bit of rough that was was there from Mitch Stark. Um, so in my mind, I was trying to bowl a line to Paney's right-hand glove. Um, so the first ball, he goes for the sweep. Tim Payne. Yeah, it, but it was probably a tag quicker. It was, yeah, it was 90, 90Ks there. Um, I just really wanted to try and build a little bit of pressure because um, the night before he, he came out and tried to hit me and he, he, he did that quite well. Um, a few boundaries, I was going five and over. Um, so my mindset was trying to, trying to get a couple of um, dot balls on him nice and early from a wider line. Mm understanding that he will sweep and he will slog sweep he's a great great player of spin um so then i really tried to stick patiently with that line and vary my pace because the second ball is 84 k's and he plays and misses that one doesn't quite get to the pitch of the ball yeah so i'm just trying to vary my pace and not be consistent um with pace wise And, and travis head here at cover he's probably the one to actually take it that take that wicket oh yes guys Wiggy! direct hit diving stop um pick up and throw back and hit the stumps um turn taylor back around yeah, yeah. kept tail on a strike which well now i've got three dots on him in the over um and my, now my plan is just to keep squeezing Keep squeezing as much as I can and what? try and not get, don't give him a release. When there's a save like that, can you feel the energy build up? You know, he should be off strike. That's kept him on strike. Oh, Doesn't you, want to be there. You get a few guys um, will say, oh, that will get us one and just to hopefully put a little bit more pressure on the batter. I think that definitely did happen in this case. Oh! Beautiful, Gody. Beautiful, Gody. Then you yeah, obviously see he's gone back to a defence. So hopefully then faster one too. That was ninety one point yeah, one. Just mixing my pace up totally to Ross. A ball um, five similar. Bit wider. Again that Trying one was that, rough. that one was six k slower. So again that was slower. And then this the one's fi- a tad fuller. Smith takes another catch. Gets the edge. To be honest, it's probably a tad fuller than what ideally I would have liked, but at the end of the day, it got the desired result. Pretty happy with it. Nice work. Ross Taylor, there's a bit of a masterclass there. Nathan Lyon talking through the dismissal of Ross Taylor. Uh, He's a tough man, Ross Taylor. So is Neil Wagner. Jeez, he bowled 60 overs in that heat. Incredible stuff. I think it's the most um, overs by a quick on Australian soil since Peter Siddle in that game uh, in Adelaide against uh, Fafta Percy. So big heart, and he just keeps banging it in. Yeah, the Kiwis, as it's been well reported lately, they do have a big, big fighting spirit in the guys, um, and that's probably one of the reasons why they are number two team in the world. So, yeah, Wags, he's obviously a 
world class bowler and he's in the top ten ICC bowlers and so it's it's gonna be a big challenge for the rest of the series. Do you think it's gonna have a bit of a an impact on those guys? There's a fair back break between the first and second test, but geez, they toured hard in that heat. Uh yeah, I'm no doubt they're probably laying on the beach somewhere today or just um, or still in bed so it's I'm no doubt they'll prepare well they're obviously professional athletes and they know how to look after themselves and um, and obviously we've seen Wagner do this for a long period of time now so yeah we're expecting them to come back and be be up and about as they usually are every other day yeah a lot of short stuff in that first test you didn't bowl any yeah I know I wish I could dish it out but <laughs> I don't think my back would stand up to it. What do you do when you, when you cop it? I mean, it's unfair on you because you don't bowl it, but you still cop it. Yeah, I'd probably cop it more than anyone, actually. Why is that? I don't know. Well, you walk they out there with the face. <laughs> you've got the arm pad on and the chest yeah, guard I've, on. I've got every piece of equipment on. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but they still find a way to miss miss the miss the padding as well. But uh, no, nah, it's all, all fun and games, and you're obviously trying to um, find a weakness there, and it's all. Or, or part of the game, I guess. And I'd imagine the quick bowlers, fast guys, they know it's coming back their way when they start dishing it yeah, out. Yeah, but at least they can dish it out. Mm. And we're lucky that Paddy and, and, and Starkey in this game, and even Josh as well, they they got the airspeed as well, up their sleeve as well, which is I can only imagine would be pretty handy. <laughs> Let's talk about Christmas Day with this rank cricket team. It's uh, been a long tradition that the team gets together uh, has a big lunch then before the, the game the next day. Uh, what's it like, that whole um, process? Uh, yeah, obviously it's a, it's a brilliant day. There's an opportunity to actually go down to the ground and, and obviously we've got work the next day. So uh, it's still classified as a working day for me if if I'm not happy with my preparation before the, um, before the Boxing Day Test match. So some mornings we might, might may go down there um, then... The opportunity there, if if, um, if your kids and all the family want to actually come down, then they're more than welcome to come down and be a part of that. Um, so it's a, a lot very laid back session at, on Christmas Day, but then um, the families, the partners, and, and players and staff all head down to a lovely lunch down at the Crown Casino down there, and um, they put on a beautiful lunch down there, and we uh, just yeah just have a it's just like any other family around around Australia will have a big big. Uh, roast lunch or seafood or or dessert or whatever, whatever it may be but then um, you can't go too big can you no no you can't but some <laughs> players do skull skull will have about four plates so you can't stop eating but um uh yeah so it's a beautiful it's a great time um obviously a beautiful time of the year and then obviously with all the kids there as well uh, i think santa santa may pop in so then uh, i think there's a little secret santa present that go around which um can a lot of people can take the mickey out of each other so it can 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 be quite funny but then some people might take it a little bit too serious but uh, i was going to say what are some of the the funnier ones oh gee i can't really remember um i know smithy got a good one the the other couple of years ago he wasn't too happy about but i can't really can't remember what it was (laughs) um but yeah, no, it, the Mickey's, it's meant to be a bit of piss taking, I guess, yeah. um, a bit of fun. Do so. you, are you on the that funny side or do you just go something? No, easy? I try and go funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I love to stand there because they don't know who gets it. Only the person who writes a list will know. 
Is it the one where, you know, like the Chris Kringle where you can steal someone else's? Or no. that's, that's it? No, you just no, get no. what you're given? No, because you, you don't want to steal anyone else's <laughs> gift, I don't reckon. So it's more, yeah, it's more of a, a fun taking one. So, well, hopefully then you can just sit back in the corner and just look at the, whoever you bought and see their face drop or laugh or do do whatever. So it can be quite entertaining. Darren Lehman liked that, didn't he? he was yeah, good. Buff was very good at Okay. Um, in that similar theme, actually, before we get to that, just on boxing on Christmas Day, do you like to go and have a bowl? Is it, or is it year by year changes? Uh, it changes year by year. Um, it really depends on how the ball's coming out of my hand in the main training day just before, so the Christmas Eve. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things where if I'm not happy, I'll go down, but if I'm happy and content, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stay at home and rest sleep in then yeah. get, get ready for the big lunch okay Christmas gifts speaking of Secret of Santa do you, what, what do you want for Christmas this year oh. we asked your mate Skull uh, the other day and he said uh, some new shoes I thought he was going to say a test match century but he went for the shoes But uh, new shoes he did say Nike he, shoes he's sponsored by Nike so I don't think that's that should what he, be a problem that's what he was after you got anything on the wish list um, something from Nike is very good but uh uh, I'm not really sure. I just really want to make sure that we have a good day on Boxing Day, to be honest. Well, we've looked up the uh, the top 10 trending Christmas gifts for 2019. I'm going to get you to allocate each one to a teammate. <laughs> this should be fun. All right. Start off. There was an interesting mix here. Apple TV. Apple TV. I need to give that to myself, actually. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Emma and I are crazy on Apple TV at the moment, so no. I've taken it. Which t- you're going to take it yourself. <laughs> Someone's missing out here. All right. Uh, what about Weber Barbecue? Uh, Starkey, he loves to loves to stand in his budgie smugglers and and have a beer and cook a cook a nice barbecue. So he, he can have the Weber. Nice bottle of scotch. Um. Oh, that would have went to Starkey as well. So uh, that will have to go to uh, Paddy. Cummins? Yeah. Is he a nice drinker of fine liqueurs? Uh, yeah, they try to be, yeah. So. <laughs> Keep cups. You know, the, the things that you take to coffee vendors, so you reusable cups. Oh. Um, I need SIDS in the side, to be honest. You can give it to SIDS. Yeah, there's rumours he's going to be part of the squad, so I'll give it the SIDS, actually. I think JL mentioned that he's uh, he could come in, so there you go. Peter Siddle with the keep cups. Fitbit? Smudger. Thought you might go that one. Because he, he looks like he's wearing two Apple watches, but it's a, it's a whoop or whatever it is. So. He, he tracks everything, doesn't he? Yeah, Fitness, he steps, everything. sleep, the whole lot. Yeah, how many shots he plays in the mirror at the, everything. So. <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of watch you need for that one. Uh, set of steak knives? Uh, Oh, um, Skull. Manus. Yeah, Manus. He, he's got an extremely bad habit of eating food with his fingers, so a bit of cutlery will be beautiful for What's for going skull. on? Is, it this, is that a Queensland thing? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so. Queenslanders. Yeah. All right. Uh, cheese board and the cutlery that goes with it. Can I give someone two gifts? Well, try and avoid it. Who would you give that to? Well, it sounds pretty posh, doesn't it? So you're going for Cummins? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no, no. We'll go to Tim Payne. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Captain gets that one? Yeah. Uh, blow up pool. Blow up pool. Burnsy. Burnsy loves the pool. He's a bit of a kid. <laughs> right. Just a big old stuffed animal. 
I think Travis would like that actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bit lovey-dovey when it comes to all that stuff, so I could see him taking home a big, big cuddly bear and sitting there with Jess and giving it a big cuddle. There you go. Finally, um, manicure set. Um, uh, Josh Hazelwood probably needs him with his uh, bowling toes. Really? Yeah. I think that's pedicure, is that feet? This that's is for fingers. Stuff. Oh, well, you better give it the Wadey. He caught one on the finger off Wagner the other day and he was complaining about it, so we'll give it the Wadey. And he waved off the, uh, waved off the medical team. He's yeah, tough, he's isn't tough. he? He's tough. He's, he thinks he's the toughest man going around. Have now. you seen his... He must have some bruises on those arms. Um, oh, he can't you can't see it because he's rolled in a wet newspaper, hasn't he? So, <laughs> you just uh, can't stay there and cop them. Um, each to their own. What would happen so? to you if you cop that stuff? Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, so I bruised pretty easy here. So, oh, not pretty easy. That, that one hurt. But uh, For the listeners, eh, he just put up his shirt to show this giant bruise on his chest or his abdomen. Uh-huh. Who so, got you there? Sally. Ouch. So that's why you have a roof. <laughs> a little bit more protection, but it did nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. There we go. I think that Christmas, Christmas is sorted. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you and good luck for Boxing Day, Nathan. Thanks, Sam. Have a good Christmas. Uh, We're going to be back after the Boxing Day test match. Uh, But if you haven't already, sign up to Big Bash Fantasy at bigbash.dream11.com.au and stay up to date with all the latest cricket news, scores and video highlights on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. Happy holidays. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.